You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And welcome back to the Oz Network. We are almost we're close to wrapping up our coverage of season five of Nip Tuck. We're here at the, the pointy end now, I suppose you would say, um, up to uh, episode twenty-one of season five. Um, and I'll probably mispronounce this, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. It is. Allegra Calderello. Um, this is a recurring character. Well, not a recurring character, but a bit of a surprise character, I suppose you would say, returning. Um, and um, looking forward to talking through all of this one. Um, this is kind of bringing us into our kind of end game, I suppose, for season five in terms of the the whole Christian situation, the wedding. Um, lots of interesting stuff to uh, to kind of talk through with this episode. Um, I suppose I should say when this first came out, actually, which was the 24th of February 2009. Um, this one was directed by Sean Jablonski. Uh, Ryan Murphy's got a writing credit on this one. Uh, Sean is also a writer on this one. So um, there's there's Ryan Murphy fingerprints on this one, um, which should be a good thing. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, my name is Nick, and um, were you masturbating? Shit, you saw me. Uh, and my name is Ben, and don't worry, you'll learn to like it doggy style. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting one. I mean, um, I remember we talked about this at the end of our, our last episode, and I, I even though I'd only watched it like the day before or something, I'd kind of forgotten some of the details. And um, yeah, it's um, it, when I look at it now, it's funny to me because it almost feels like these two episodes, so twenty one and twenty two, should almost have been like a double bill on the same night because they're all about the kind of the wedding and, and Christian and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, look, it just feels like we've just set everything up, and now we're gonna we're gonna um, kind of let it play out. So, I mean, are you a fan of these episodes, or are these ones that you uh, you don't? Well, this episode, I should say, was it one that you've you've got uh, mixed thoughts about? I actually surprisingly really enjoyed this episode more than I thought I was going to. I mean, I always do remember this episode uh, for the Richard Berkey and the the furniture fucker, but um, and also, you know, I I mentioned earlier about the pussy lips one that I always forget that she comes back, and I kind of just like her storyline. This again, similar to what we said a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we talked about Manny Scarrett. This this just has so many fingerprints on this about being like classic Nip Tuck. Um, that I I almost can just just gel over the kind of Liz crap in this episode. Um, and I think the thing that I'll say, and I'll maybe just mention this down before I forget, is that we talked back in season three with Kimber and um, Christian's wedding that that just kind of came around really quickly, and we just kind of had like one episode on their wedding. I feel like we should have had the treatment that we got for Liz's and Christian's wedding with Kimber and that back in season three, and I think we would have looked on that a lot differently. Um, so that's just one thing I want to mention now. But I, yeah, I surprisingly like this episode. I actually think this has got a lot of good stuff in it. Yeah, well, I think there's some some interesting stuff in it, um, and um, I think probably the the one thing that we're going to really like is is probably the the way that the the patient story is kind of linked into what's happening with the main characters, which I think we always like it when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's getting rarer and rarer as the run of the show goes along, I suppose, and um, you know, so it's one of those things where. Um, when we do get it, we kind of really notice it because it's a lot of fun, and and you know, it being a callback character as well is something that's that's always kind of fun to um, to watch as well. So, you know, it, it's going to be fun to to kind of bring this season home. Um, and this does really feel to me like a part one of two. You know, that this is that this is the setup for that finale episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, we might as well get into it anyway. Um, so we we kind of start the episode off. Um, with Liz and her her uh, her wedding dress, um, 
and um, Christian is there, and um, Liz's mother is there. So obviously, it's a um, you know this this whole um, wedding dress thing is you know it's passed down from generation to generation, and her mother never thought she'd wear it. You know, given that she was gay, and you know when when this was being recorded, I think we probably still hadn't hadn't got to um, uh, marriage equality just yet. So, uh, or we were just there. I I, I, I lose my uh, my memory of exactly when it happened. Yeah, years away, but still, I think maybe California had it legal for about five minutes and they got rid of it again so but yeah i i yeah it's not quite there yet yeah and uh yeah and so then we um we we kind of get the whole thing where um you know she doesn't really like the dress it's a pretty old-fashioned dress if we're being honest about the whole thing um and you know she kind of goes away to try it on and um liz and and uh sorry liz's mother and christian kind of have a bit of a conversation it's quite a fun conversation really um obviously liz's mother's a bit skeptical of the whole thing um and anyway liz comes back and um you know it's too small for her and, and we're back to the idea of the breast reduction which is kind of where this whole season b started you know it kind of um this is where we kind of she was the first the first patient that we had when sean was back in the wheelchair and all that kind of stuff so um we've kind of come full circle i guess on that on that storyline and there's a more practical reason for it now which is uh really interesting <coughs> um but yeah i mean what do you make of these scenes with the mother do you enjoy the introduction of their mother does it feel a bit abrupt to you as it does to me or you know you just kind of accept what it is again it's very yeah i agree it's kind of abrupt because like again this is something that is rushed to me like i i almost like this dynamic between her and a mum that essentially just kicks her out of the wedding and but it's it's it is it's kind of it she's there and all of a sudden she's gone and um, you know, I really like Lillian Hersey, the actress here. We talked a little bit about her last week that she's, uh, Hugo's mum in Lost and Noah and I just talk up her so much in Lost because she's just such a fun side character. And I mean, to be completely honest with you, she's very similar. Uh, you know, she's, she's very much typecast as kind of like this Latino, um, sort of, you know, older woman who's going to be a mother to, you know, a character. But the thing that kind of also, in a way, like, I know Cruz is kind of obviously a bit of a Latino name, but do we ever get Liz talking about her Latino heritage at any point in Niptuck? I just don't think we do, do we? Because it just kind of comes out of no, like, not comes out of nowhere. Again, Cruz is kind of a Latino name, so you've got to understand there's probably that background. But, I mean, you know, her mum is very Latino, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just seems to come out of nowhere. But I, I kind of like it. Like, it's actually not that bad in terms of sort of getting prepped for this. Like, again, I wish this was Liz getting married to someone else and not Christian. Um, but even just... You know, it just, yeah, I think you said it seems very abrupt, and I think they maybe could have done this over a couple of episodes, maybe, and built it up a little bit more. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's probably, um, you hit on something that's quite common in Niptuck, is that um, I'm somebody that, you know, in, in the kind of media that, that I consume, I do like the kind of, when we get a bit of backstory about these characters, and um, in terms of a Niptuck type of thing, like I go back to the stuff we got with Sean, you know, um, when he was a kid, and, and how that was affecting um, how he felt about Connor, and the surgery, and all that kind of stuff, and um, I really enjoyed that, um, and one of the things that I think that Niptuck doesn't do particularly well is introduce kind of family members of these characters it does feel like they always just arrive um you know 
completely just out of nowhere and sometimes that will work but it does feel like it's a bit of a trope on the show of just bringing in these characters so obviously we've had you know christian's mothers turned up um we're going to have i think sean's brother's going to turn up in in season six and you know so i think that there it's something that happens quite often really that we just these family members arrive and you 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 it's like oh shit we never even discussed these people and obviously liz has a mother it's not like a surprise or anything like that but it does feel like she just arrives at um and you know it's kind of one of those things that goes away in, in one episode as well so i guess we're at the end of the episode we'll evaluate whether or not it was worth our time to kind of watch these scenes but uh, it's definitely something we'll, we'll check in on as we go i always forget that sean has a brother that comes into it like that's um yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that Jeez, wow that's season six for you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we then go, you know, through through the title sequence, and and we get our um, titular character of the episode, which is Mrs. Calderella. I'm not sure she was ever named. Um, she probably was. I just don't remember it. But obviously, this is this is uh, the original Pussy Lips. If we go back to it, um, and gosh, are we reminded of that? They keep telling us going on about how soft her lips are. Soft. I've never found such soft lips. It's like, yeah, we get the point. We get the point. We really don't need to hear this a million times. But uh, anyway, um, and we you know we kind of come into the scene and she wants to get all this work done and it seems like you know her husband's kind of saying she needs this done she needs that done and it, it all seems very harsh until he announces that he's got uh, prostate cancer and, and you know he's gonna he's gonna be dying soon basically and he wants her to be looking good because um you know he, he, she's gonna be needing to find a husband and after he's gone and it actually ends up being quite a, a touching scene really that you know he was kind of saying well i I hadn't expected that this would be a problem, you know, that we'd both be too old to be worried about these things, but, you know, she's too young to be a, a kind of widow and, and, you know, she's going to need to be looked after. And I guess it's that kind of mentality of, of um, a slightly older generation that, you know, the man looks after the woman, which is something we don't really think about now. I mean, I think in my own life that, uh, you know, my grandmother's been on her own for, for 20 years and, and done, you know, perfectly fine for herself. But, you know, it's an interesting setup. Um, I think it's just quite a quite a sweet scene, really. It, it, it kind of starts off a bit rough, and it's not what you expect, and then turns into yeah, actually quite a lovely scene, I think. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, but I think it's good that they've kind of gone into the the archives here to find, you know, a, a returning character. And I think it's kind of it's interesting that they've obviously you know had this idea, and I think it kind of works that we we kind of had that callback to them obviously with the hearts and scalpels episode and then you know the fact that they even reference it here and i love the way she's kind of like you know oh that part about you know my father you know abusing how did you know like it's just kind of just the way it is all all there but um yeah like you said it at the beginning of the episode like the way it kind of ties into our our main two like i really enjoy that real um, you know, connection, and that's kind of what I liked a few weeks ago, and I like this now, and this is kind of what I'm saying, it's like a throw, you know, a throwback, and, you know, there are a few glimmers here and there that this show can still land a decent episode with the, the format that we're used to, so, um, I, I, I mentioned it last week, I love the fact that they bring these guys back, it's just, and the way they do it, I think it's an interesting storyline, and, you know, these two are great actors, so, yeah, I, I enjoy this whole storyline with, with these two and the fact that they've brought it back. And I, I kind of like just a little subtle references to the fact it's kind of like, you know, dropping the Pussy Lips references all the time just because, you know, he still doesn't know after all these years. 
Yeah, it just feels like you get beaten over the head with it a little bit. And that whole line about it, you know, that she was, you know, abused by her father as a child. Was, was there any point to that line? It just felt like quite an, an odd line to just drop. That they, I thought it might be, become a bit of a storyline later on, but it doesn't really. It's just, I, I don't know. It, just one of those things that I just didn't think was necessary. I did kind of laugh as well. You know, he's going on about, you know, she needs to look good so that, you know, a man will still find her attractive and, you know, she needs to be kept and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, well... He's probably spending quite a lot of money on the surgery, which he could be saving as well. But uh, let's not get into too many specifics around that kind of stuff because it is a nice scene. And um, I think sometimes you can kind of nitpick these things apart. Um, and, I mean, these, it's, it's quite good that you've got these two original actors. And I think this is one thing that you can really say for the show, um, you know, that it actually doesn't matter um, you know, if it's a small part or not that you actually have these really good actors. So if you do want to bring them back for one of these little um, these episode-long scenes that you can kind of bring them back and, and they can fit in really well and, and, and that's a, a credit to the show that the casting has always been really good on the show, it's pretty rare that you get somebody that just feels out of place so yep, it, it, it's um, it's a good scene, we move on and uh, we get this kind of scene between Liz and Teddy which is a bit of a, an odd scene that you know Liz is kind of recommending that they, they split the job between, you know, because obviously Teddy's coming to replace Liz, Liz is now back and how they're going to kind of deal with having both of these characters um, so yeah, there's this kind of talk about you know this whole thing that they're going to split um, job and have, have this kind of um, girls talk that, that they're having and um, yeah, I mean it's it's just I guess it's just a functional scene more than anything else. It's not a, a, I don't think it's an amazing scene, but I think it kind of gives us the information that we need. We kind of move on and and um, into Liz's surgery. Um, Christian kind of announced it's his last surgery that he's ever going to have. Um, and um, then we start talking about that we, we, he's going to interview um, somebody to replace him that he can kind of see and make sure Sean's going to be happy um, before before Christian you know kind of dies that he's going to have somebody that he's comfortable is going to be replacing him. So this kind of sets us up for some pretty interesting stuff. But those are probably um, a couple of those those kind of adjoining scenes that kind of get us from from one storyline to another. I'm not sure if there's uh, anything you want to kind of add or talk about in these scenes. I kind of like the little scene though with Teddy and Liz because I, like you said, it's kind of just there because you sort of feel you need it. But I mean, I, I, I like the fact that we've kind of got it there because, you know, we would be throwing out questions, wouldn't we? But like, you know, how is Teddy still working there? Where's Liz? You know, it's, I, I think it's kind of their only scene together really, isn't it from memory? So yeah, I, I kind of like the fact that we have it and that they also, you know, it seems like they're a bit against each other, but then obviously, you know, they're, they're quite nice with each other. So yeah, I, I like it. Um, and yeah, just sort of the, the, I, I do really like Dylan Walter's acting in this episode, kind of that sadness that he brings and kind of, you know, the first real inkling that he's, he's obviously knowing that Christian's going to die. So he's kind of reacting to it a little bit and obviously doesn't want to replace him. And, uh, you know, in the past, he's had no problems with replacing him with, you know, what was the other way around, really, isn't it? When Sean always has, has his little midlife crises all the time. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate Dylan Walsh a lot in this episode, I think. Not that we don't always, but yeah. Yeah, I do like the the kind of reference as well that, that Christian makes to, you know, um, you know, half of this practice is mine, so when I'm gone, you know, the money's going to go to Liz and the kid. It's like, <laughs> come on, the kid the kid has a name. Well, um, does yeah. it? <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but no, and I mean, it kind of sets us up with some fun stuff here. I do really agree what you're saying about Sean, and it just it just kind of hammers home again how bad this Liz storyline is because this really should have been a real exploration of of these two characters, and one of them's about to go and 
how are they dealing with this? I think that could have been really, really interesting. But of course, it's all coming through Liz, not through uh, through Chris, uh, through Sean. Sorry, and, and that's just it feels like a missed opportunity to me more than anything else. I suppose. Mm, yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. And so then we move on to um, our, our interview with our, our new doctor, Dr. Logan Taper. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, you know, in this first interview that he's having with Christian, he's very Christian-like, you know, and, um, he, you know, he's a, he's a kind of, comes across as this kind of very high-class kind of a guy and um, likes the finer things in life. And you start to get a bit of an inkling of, of some, you know, some strange character traits with him when he's basically uh, going on about how much he likes the, the, the furniture and, and, you know, Christian's taste and all that, and taste and furniture and design and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, you know, you get those first little inklings that this guy might not be... Uh, quite completely normal but um that would be fitting with nip tuck i suppose you wouldn't want somebody who's too normal um so i know you're a fan of this actor he's not somebody that i've seen before but um i think he he plays this role really well it's a you know it's not a huge huge part it's not an ongoing part but i think he he does a really good job with what he's given in in this episode i think yeah it's it's funny like if you've never seen this episode before you it's done in such a way that you don't really, I feel like, you kind of think, like, oh, that's a bit strange, but you're not like, oh, he's going to fuck the chair later on, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's kind of yeah. done in a way where it's not too obvious, and I just think, like, you yeah. just maybe think, oh, maybe this guy's gay or something like that, or, you know, maybe he's going to crack on to Sean or something along those lines. But, um, yeah, I, I love Richard Berge. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm a Desperate Housewives fan. I'm not ashamed to admit it. And, uh, you know, I think probably that's his most well-known role. Uh, he was, uh, Terry Hatcher's husband or ex-husband in throughout that season. But, I mean, even before that, uh, 24 fan. Um, you know, he, uh, in the very first season was, uh, Kevin Carroll, who, of course, that was really the big plot twist, the first big plot twist. Um, in 24, where, spoiler alert, if you've not seen 24, where kind of, you see this guy helping out, uh, Terry looking for their daughters, and you think that this is the father of, you know, Kim's friend, but then kind of you find out that this isn't the father, and he's just an imposter, and that, cause you find out the guy that he's claiming to be is dead in a trunk. So I think that's pretty much the first big huge twist you find out in 24. And he was offered the role of Jack Bauer. Um, he was basically given the role of Jack Bauer, but one of the other creators was like, oh, no, I think we've got Kiefer Sutherland, so we're going to go with Kiefer Sutherland instead. So kind of as, uh, you know, oh, sorry, we know you said we we're going to be Jack Bauer, but we'll just give you a side character instead. So how different would 24 have been had Richard Berge? Could have been a household name, could have still gone exactly the same, but I, I honestly don't think it would have quite gone the same. But I think you mentioned it. If you look at him, he kind of has that facial structure. It's kind of a Keith Sutherland-esque look about him. So you can kind of see what they were going for with the character of Jack Bauer. But I, I really, again, I think this is a missed opportunity. I think you could have kind of had this as a multi-episode character and kind of led up to this. Um, because I just kind of find this fun. And I love this theme that we've got in this episode of Stranger in the Night playing in the background as some sort of, like, theme. And then we hear it, like, at one point throughout this episode. And it it just makes it more memorable and kind of funny when we ultimately get to that final scene of him fucking the chair. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I like Richard Berge, and I really like this character. I, I, I don't know if he'll be in our conversation when we talk about our favourite one of characters, because I know he's not a titular character, but... Yeah, I, I always like him. I was, that's why I always like this episode, because I really like his character and him in this episode. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's almost played up for complete comedy, and um, that's unusual for the show, is that normally there's there's a little bit more depth to it than that, and um, that's not a bad thing. I, I do enjoy what we get with him, so, um, it, you know, it is a lot of fun, um, and sometimes it is just good to have this character that's kind of a bit off the wall and, and not quite what you're expecting, and yeah, I mean, he, he definitely feels... Uh, kind of you know like he could fit into the show going forward you know they could have made this a bigger character in some other way if they'd wanted to and it would have worked quite well um but anyway no, i think i really like the shot where you know, basically he ends up in surgery with sean um on mrs calderello you know he's doing the surgery alongside and we get this kind of great shot you know of christian outside you know looking through the window watching the two of them um kind of we're doing surgery together and, and you're kind of christian dealing with the fact that you know that's that's the future really is it? it's going to be sean operating with somebody else and and you know this kind of wistful look back from sean which i think is all really do all really good i like the music too it was a note that i had i think it's a, it's a good music choice um you know i mean that's obviously something with with um mrs calderello is that you know she's an italian american and, and you know so that kind of it feels like a correct music choice for her character um yeah, and then we kind of move on into um, Sean and Logan at the strip strip club, and um, Sean's kind of depressed, and um, you know we get these you know various shots of him watching these two friends kind of uh, you know getting lap dances or or with um, strippers together, and, and you know and, and he's kind of with this guy uh, Logan, and um, yeah, we kind of get this whole thing of basically Logan's got a bit of a, a furniture fixation as you know it starts to kind of come through in the scene. Um, but yeah, it's you know Sean is um, feeling pretty, I guess, lonely, and it's it's kind of this weird thing, you know, he's in a strip club and and um, and he's lonely that even though he's surrounded by all these people. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think it's quite a fun scene. It's um, you're kind of getting more of this character. I do like that we're you know kind of focusing on how Sean's dealing with this issue that's happening. To him um because i think he yeah, as, as you right say dylan walsh is a good actor and, and 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 this is the kind of thing he does really well i think this is where he's at his best yeah i completely agree um i i find it funny when they go into this strip club do they actually even pay for these women because they kind of just walk in and these two women like grab hold of them <laughs> and just start giving them a lap dance like i've been to yeah, a strip club yeah. once in my life that does not happen um it's like oh yeah no i didn't have a very good experience in my only time in a strip club but um yeah, I, 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 it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. I love how Sean keeps saying, like, this is Christian's favourite place. Have we ever seen him at this strip club? Like, is he, are they just referring <laughs> to the fact that it's his favourite place because it's a strip club or is it because it's this yeah, one? Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's, you know, I, I, I also think Richard Berge's acting here is really good because, you know, he's kind of doing it in a way where, you kind of want this guy to replace, like you know, as you said, it's going to be ultimately played for last, and he's going to be caught, you know, with his pants down and in a in a couch. But you know, at this point, you know, he's doing nothing really to kind of show that he's anything more than you know somebody who's potentially going to be a good replacement because he's kind of been very understanding. And this is what I like about the way his character is done. That yeah, he's got this outlandish fetish. But that even when he gets caught, which we'll get to, like, he's just, you know, he's very proper and it's like, oh, I'll pay for the damages, I'll do this, I'll do that. And he kind of handles yeah. it in a way where it's, you know, he's not overly defensive. He knows kind of what he's got is a bit of an issue. But, um, yeah, great acting by Dylan Walsh. Just, he just does it in a facial expression, doesn't he? You know, there's, there's not, there's no words needed. So, um, yeah, all the props to him. And this is the part where we always go on about, like, how did he not get an Emmy? How did he not get a Golden Globe? Like, you know, there there should be so much props for, for him and, you know, what he did throughout the show's run. 
Yeah, yeah, very much so, and it's. Yeah, I'm sure that's something that we're going to. You know, we've talked about a lot, and we're going to continue to talk about it. No doubt about that. But uh, then we kind of move on, and uh, we get the the the, the post surgery scene with Liz, and um, she's there with with um, Christian, obviously, and and her mum's there, and um, she's pretty upset because Christian didn't reduce her breasts as much as she wanted to, and she kind of gets supported by her mother here there, who, who's kind of saying, oh, you know, you're a doctor, and you should do what the patient tells you to do, and um, Christian and, and very typical Christian style manages to smooth this all over with this new dress which now obviously we're building a lot of um, you know this tension between um, Liz and her mother that you know we've got this this dress which is basically supposed to be a family heirloom but Liz hates it and then you know um, Christian swoops in with this and you know I have to say it's a pretty amazing looking dress as well that he kind of comes in with and um, yeah it, it's kind of just setting up that conflict between Liz and her mother and, and Christian kind of driving that issue home a little bit. Yeah, and I do like kind of just the back and forth and, you know, I, I feel like I've been very mean on uh, Liz in this part of the season for, for, you know, multiple reasons. But, you know, one thing I've got to say, Roma Mafia does the best that she can do and I think kind of she she definitely handles all these very well, kind of the conflict that she's got and just her reaction when she sees the dress uh, and just kind of, you know, the back and forth of the mum and I love that bit when like Lizzie's kind of, you know, questioning it and uh, Christian is just like, you know, one more word and I'll change my will. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's getting his way with it. So, uh, once again, we've got Strangers in the Night playing in the background, stuck in my head right now after thinking about this episode. Strangers in the Night. Uh, it's such a weird song, that song. Um, but yeah, I, um, you know, again, I'm giving a compliment to this section just because I'm saying Roman Mafia is a good actress and she is, but I still hate this storyline. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, like i think that music choice actually works for this episode really really well so it's not one of those things but you do actually hit on something that i think nip tuck is starting to do a lot of which is uh you know they're, they're basically kind of um taking one song or one music beat um and mm-hmm. it might even be just you know kind of three chords and just like bashing the shit out of it for an episode um and it's something that i noticed a couple of episodes back and kind of forgot to mention it um it's not the last time um that i've noticed it in the show's run as well and so i'll try and point it out when i see it again because i don't think that was something that we used to get but seems to be something that they're doing a lot is trying to connect these stories through the kind of music choices and and yeah i'd be lying if i said i was a fan of it 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 just kind of drives me a bit nuts to be honest because i think there's so many good music and song choices you could use and it just seems a shame to kind of do it in that way it's not something that was that's really needed i think i think you know the audience is smart enough to connect the dots themselves i don't need to have like a kind of musical cue to get them there so just feels like something that's maybe a little bit lazy that you know we're at season five and yeah there's a a few a little bit of laziness creeping in here and there and this is one of those situations i think it definitely depends on the episode and i agree with you for the most part because i think kind of we talked a little bit early on about how you know, there's such iconic scenes in this show that are built around a song and to this day that I hear a song and I automatically think of a scene from Nip Tuck just because it's so synonymous with me, you know, Cars, Gary Newman, what do you think of when you hear that? You think of Escobar, you know, things like that. Um, and there'll be one next season with Escobar's sort of return episode in which there's just this subtle little scene of them in a car 
listening to Drive by the Cars, which just, it's just such a beautiful little scene, <laughs> such a terrible season. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I do agree. They kind of do ram down your throat. We talked about that kind of like with Colleen's theme that she kind of had, and there's been a few little elements with that. And just some of the songs, you know, they, they do hit the mark and they, some of them miss it. And I mean, it's kind of like next episode jumping ahead is that there's one use of music in it, which I think is absolutely brilliant, but it just, the whole episode just doesn't, they could have revolved around it a little bit differently. And I have a bit to say about that song, which they use, cause they use that song in promotional material for this season as well, which worked really well. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you just said there. I think for the most part, it's just, it's not quite what they used to do early on with the music in the show where it really did, you know, hit the mark. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. And, um, it, yeah, it's just something that I've kind of noticed really. And, um, yeah, it just feels like those kind of, those little things that make, have made the show really good are starting to fall by the wayside. And it's, you know, it's sad to see that, but, you know, it's, it's just something that we're going to have to kind of deal with, I suppose, going forwards. But, uh, and we knew we were going yeah, to get to this. On. I mean, it's inevitable with any show that you know is yeah. getting towards the end and like, yeah, okay, we're going to, we're making a lot of fun of this show. It's getting, you know, not as good as it used to be and we'll get to season six and, you know, it, it's everything. But any TV show that you love always hits a point where, sadly, it's not as good as it was. And this is where we're doing these recaps to kind of talk through this. And, you know, there are very few exceptions to that rule where shows maybe are not as on, it, on air as long and they kind of end when they end and that's that's it. They're, they're generally perfect. They could have gone on longer, but they didn't. And, you know, we talked about this at the end of Season 4, that I would have been satisfied with Nip Tuck ending at Season 4, and I think maybe this show would have been talked a lot higher about it 10 years later when it's ended. Whereas we're, we're establishing that this show's quality is not what it used to be. And this is maybe why this show, you know, eight years after it ended is not being talked as much as it once was when it was on air. So yeah, it's, it's an inevitable thing with TV shows, particularly American TV shows. We really should point that out. I think it's, it's a very much an American thing. You know, uh, I don't know how New Zealand TV works with that, but I know Australia kind of generally will follow the UK model and the UK generally knows when to quit when they're ahead. So that's why a lot of the UK shows generally only last couple of seasons. So it's it's a very American thing to, for this to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, and it's always hard to quit while you're ahead, you know, and just yeah. think, oh, one more season, one more season. And before you know it, you've got a really bad show because you should have stopped earlier. But easier to say in hindsight and i certainly don't think we're at the point where this is unwatchable by any exactly. stretch and i think the, the next the next episode is uh, the sorry the next scene is, is a good example of that it's just like a really funny scene which is basically um so dr logan basically gets led into um into christian's office <laughs> um you know basically christian's given him a key or whatever it is nurse linda lets him in and um you kind of sit and it's kind of you know something weird's coming because he kind of like has this bag and he meticulously gets out all these different you know items where it's like a brush or whatever it is and then he gets up like a spray bottle and he kind of wipes the desk down and he kind of like leans in real close and sniffs it and like licks the table and you're like this is weird <laughs> and then you kind of see him just eye out this this couch that he kind of made a comment on about before and then it kind of cuts away to sean and christian with this kind of gift basket to welcome him there <laughs> and um and christian makes some some comment about oh yeah no he just absolutely loves my decor or so i can't remember what he says but yeah basically they open the door and, and um this guy's stripped off and he's uh going to town on the couch um so he is having sex with uh with the couch so it's not something you see every day and yeah it's basically just just played off as an absolute joke um 
yeah, and then we kind of get the whole thing. And basically, you know, he says that he's got this condition. They do mention what it is. I, I didn't actually write it down, but uh, you know that he that he um, personify or you know whatever it is, he um, anthropomorphizes you know inanimate objects, and you know that they have feelings and all this kind of thing. It's an actual thing, and it's really hard to deal with. And um, you know, basically, you know, he thought that these doctors would understand because they're doctors and blah blah blah. And yeah, they're pretty quick to to kind of kick him out. Uh, it's called object, well, I mean, according to Wikipedia, it's object sexuality or object philia. Uh, OS, I think he refers to it in, and, uh, I'm just looking here at, uh, some famous cases of it. Apparently in 2007, Erica Eiffel married the Eiffel Tower. Um, I, I did remember seeing, I think I mentioned it last week, there was one of these documentaries I saw on it where basically someone was in love with the Golden Gate Bridge and would go down and have sex with it and marry it and, yeah, okay. Not here to judge. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. But, yeah, it's such, just the way it's set up. And I do love the bit when he kind of, like, spreads the couch cushions. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just the way it happens. And... Like, just when they catch him, it's just so, like, the way he's, like, over, like, having sex with it, just, like, the way he's kind of doing these actions with it. And I just love how he describes it, because, you know, like, how many of these fetishes and things have we kind of had in Nip Tuck, and they they always try to find a, a humanised way of, you know, doing it. Like, we had a couple of weeks ago with the whole, you know, teacher-student thing. You kind of almost felt for these, you know, and next week we're kind of going to feel for the vampires, you know. It's kind of a thing where they do it in a way where it's clever, at least for a point. But in no way, I think in this episode, you said it, it's just played for laughs. In no way. I, I, I feel like the writers of this episode are just going, there's no way we can humanise this condition. The dude's literally having sex with the couch. Uh, so, sorry to everybody out there who does suffer from OS, but clearly you're probably used to um, your condition not really being painted favourably in uh, pop culture out there. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it is It is one of those um, really weird things where you're right, they they often try to make you feel um, sorry for this and you know and have some sympathy for it, but it, it, it's a hard one to have sympathy for, I've got to say. it's a, Not that it's, you know, yeah, as we say, sorry to any sufferers out there, but, you know, it's just one of those ones that is a bit just ripe for, um, you know, being made fun of, and um, unfortunately this is, this is where it's going this time. I hope nobody takes too much offence, because it is just a really funny scene, so no, I mean, I, it is really funny, and you know, we're going to have one little kind of, as you've alluded to already, that we're going to have um, one final little button on this this actor, which I absolutely love because one thing we did miss out earlier on is that he talked about um, when he was in the surgery about how amazing the surgery table was, and yeah. you know, so so he's obviously got his eye on that as well. So yeah, it's um, it, it's all pretty funny stuff, and I just, and I just do quickly. Kind of, uh, oh, sorry, I thought you'd finish that bit and moving on. Sorry, Nick. No, just. Uh, yeah, all I was just going to say is that, I, I, as I've already said, I do actually like that we are just playing this for for laughs. It is kind of nice that you know, it, it, in, in you know, in this one case it is just it's absolutely played as a joke, which I enjoy that. The I thing that I really like the way they do it as a joke too is just kind of the way he starts, you know, he starts explaining it. This is kind of the way they're going to do it. They're going to explain how we can't help it, and you know, you're waiting for them to kind of Christian and Sean to feel sorry for him, but just the way it's just kind of like oh, and then Christian just looks at him. Get out! Like, he doesn't even say it. Just the way he looks at him. Get out! It's just funny the yeah, way he yeah. plays it. 
Yeah, and then we obviously get like quite a fun scene later on as well, where um basically the the couch is getting cleaned as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, we kind of come back to Mrs. Calderella. We've got her. Um, I don't know why I keep calling her Mrs., but it just feels feels correct to me. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, anyway, we come back and it's her her post surgery scene, and you know she's very impressed with the job that that Sean's done. Um, her husband comes in with a suitor, you know Tito, who's the um the, the local butcher basically, and and he's come in and he's got flowers and some some cuts of meat um basically and um you know he's basically trying to get set up with this guy and it's this it's actually quite a sad scene really where you know um she she's saying that she feels like a piece of meat that's been sold off to the highest bidder and he's just trying to do the right thing by her i do you know i can see both sides of this really clearly and that's what i really like is that so you know i think as a viewer you feel very conflicted watching this and um yeah, yeah he's just trying to be realistic and and you know do the best thing by his wife and put his ego aside and i do really uh, you know kind of admire him for being able to do that but yeah it's obviously the timing's terrible you know bringing her, bringing this guy in while she's still in recovery and when all that kind of thing and obviously as well there's a bit of a subtext here that you know he's this kind of older guy and um you know that she could potentially do better i guess is, is kind of some of the subtext behind this as well but yeah i mean i just i think it's all all really well done in such a way that you do you really really feel for everybody involved in this scene it's just one of those ones that works on a lot of different levels i like the way he says like i've been giving you a piece of extra piece of meat for the last however many years that's like, right yeah what do you what do you expect to happen like oh one day your husband will die so i'll get in your pants um yeah. and like he's flown all the way out from florida just for this um which i mean how awkward is that for the husband like i know the husband's dying but does he know that like she's been you know wanting to get in his pants like it's just kind of it's a weird situation but uh yeah it's it's i mean it's done in such a way that yeah it's you're just feeling for all sides of people really in this situation yeah which is kind of i mean that's good when we're getting that level things have been done right so yeah i mean we like to nitpick um especially some of these bad storylines that we've got but this is one i think that has done really really well so it's nice to give it credit when it does happen so yeah it's great and i mean we've obviously got a little bit more to come come back on the story before we finish the episode so we'll get there when we get there but then we've got uh the hens do um <laughs> funny that we talked about setting up for the the stag night or sorry the bucks night or whatever the hell they call it over there from batch bachelor party um yeah so anyway um um liz is having hers and um she's with all her you know lesbian friends and she's marrying a man and it's all a bit awkward and uh her mother makes things particularly awkward by basically just um yeah just being her mother really and to me i think this is this is the scene that probably works the least for me in this entire episode it's just it just feels out of place it feels like we've been asked to invest in, in a character that we barely even know um you know the mother kind of gets kicked out and it just all feels rushed and and yeah that we could have done more with this than than we end up getting um so this this is the one that i really don't enjoy very much it just all feels awkward and yeah just out of place i suppose yeah i agree with it for the most part i think it's kind of weird that i mean you never see a bachelor party for christian to you after kind of setting it up either but um yeah, I mean, the thing that baffles me is, like, how does Liz have this many friends in Los Angeles? They've only been there for, like, ten months. I mean, have they all flown out from Florida, basically? Or is she just this much of a popular lesbian in Los Angeles? I, I just don't know. And wouldn't there be more of, like, a, a thing amongst her friends that are kind of like, why are you marrying a man? Like, I don't know. Like, I... I just feel that this should be more of a, a conflicted thing, that they are, like, asking this question. So... 
Uh, and then even when she admits it, like, he's dying. Like, shouldn't this raise a few more red flags like her mother? Like, you kind of got to agree with the mum here in some aspects. It's kind of like, well, this is a bit sus, don't you think? Um, so there is that. But the one that's in this room, again, just another Glee actor here or, uh, you know, a Ryan Murphy person, uh, the, the lady who kind of hands the bag to the mother, the one who's sitting next to her mother, Dot Marie Jones, she was the, uh, the football coach in Glee uh, for a couple of seasons and a really good actress. She got nominated for a couple of Emmys for it, basically. She dealt with some heavy issues, I remember, in Glee. So, um, yeah, it was... I think she's great to kind of see her in this role, even though it's kind of brief. But, yeah, I'm with you for the most part. It's, it's a it's a weird sort of scene that just kind of... You, you don't really need. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is why I feel like it's kind of part one or part two because, you know, not to get too much into the next episode, but we, you know, it, it's quite a while before we get to the wedding in that final episode. And um, I think if you kind of watch that one cold, then the stuff that happens in the first episode is really important because it kind of sets up the wedding, which actually doesn't get all that well set up in the final, which is quite interesting. But, uh, well, we shall get there when we get there, I think. Um, we then move into uh, Dr. Logan's back to uh, presumably pick up his stuff, I think, isn't it? And um, the cleaners, they're cleaning the couch, which is pretty funny. It's um, Yeah, I guess this is just like a, a finishing scene, really, more than anything else. It's uh, just to kind of finish off this character and that, you know, just really re- re-emphasizing the point that Christian's not going to be around much longer, and and how we're going to deal with this. So it's just yeah, just a just a kind of um, quick setup scene more than anything else. Um, then move back into Mrs. Calderella and just kind of you know uh, finish her recovery. Um, again, these things seem to happen very very quickly all of a sudden. But you know, and she's got this uh, this dress on. She's all done up really, and um, I'm not entirely sure what she's dressed up for. Other than that, she can, I guess, now that she's got all this the surgery done. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, anyway, and um, in comes her husband, and uh, he's got another suitor for her. <laughs> and uh, basically, this this one is uh, somebody that is a lot younger, looks a lot nicer, um, and um, basically, she falls for the whole thing. She's suddenly interested, which is you know, so her whole thing that earlier on that she didn't, she felt like you know she was being set up for something, and and you know she just wasn't happy about that all of a sudden she doesn't really care anymore she's quite keen to go along with this and i think probably what sells this whole scene to me is sean's reaction i think dylan walsh just gives the most amazing facial reaction that just absolutely sells the scene brilliantly to me so yeah it's a it's a funny little way to end this whole story um but I don't know, it just feels fitting and it feels like it works. And, um, yeah, like I say, Sean's reaction just just tells you everything that, that you need to know, really. Yeah, no, it is kind of strange just that, you know, you've gone this um, this effort to like, go that way to suit get your wife, your wife with somebody else afterwards. So, But I, I do like kind of back with um, uh, Richard Berge just the way um, what does he say to the couch? Like, you're not using any chemicals on that couch, are you? <laughs> Just look on the face. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, seriously? Uh, but, like, you know, he's, again, he's sort of still very proper and understanding, isn't he? The way he's kind of just like, um, you know, like, oh, I'll pay for the, uh, I'll pay for the, the cleaning. I'll do this. I'll do that. But, um, yeah, it's, again, it's, it's a weird sort of ending to it, but it's just like, is she going on a date with him straight away? Like, is he expecting her to, like, bang this guy <laughs> straight away? Like, I just don't understand it. 
yeah, it's it's all a bit strange, but uh, I guess that's probably all part of the story. And and obviously we get that that great little caper on it as that as they're kind of all walking out and they walk past the the surgery scene and there's Doctor Doctor Logan going to town on the on the. <laughs> <laughs> the surgery table which is just it's so funny it's just it, it's just like if you don't laugh out loud when you watch that then uh, i'm not sure that you're ever going to enjoy nip tuck because it is just nip tuck at its funniest and, and most ridiculous so yeah it's uh, I, I love that i think it's just so funny it's just so well done yeah no i agree because you you're sort of not ex- i mean you're expecting it but you're not expecting it um, and it's just so funny. <laughs> it's just the overacting, like I don't say overacting, but just the over gesturing of him having sex with this chair. Oh, it's just yeah, hilarious. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's brilliant. It really, really is. And, and you know, it does help that the, that the table kind of looks like a person. You know, like it's got arms and legs as well. So you know, it, it, <laughs> but anyway, we kind of move on past that, and then we get our kind of our final scenes for the for the episode. I suppose um, there's a couple here which is. Um, you know, Christian and Wilbur kind of working on Wilbur's practicing his kind of ring bearer walk, and it's this really cute little scene. You know, every time Wilbur's on the show, he's just so cute, and um, you can't help but smile when you see him. He's really, really good. Um, so I really like that. And um, I, I don't know if I talked about the scene before when I talked about, but this is this really is the scene where I kind of realise that my, my biggest problem with this whole Christian Liz storyline is actually that there's a lack of chemistry between these two actors, and and this is the scene I noticed it in. The kind of when they give him the Wilbur sandwich or whatever the hell they call it, it's just it's just there's nothing between them. I mean, literally there is. There's Wilbur's between them, but you know, <laughs> um, in terms of their chemistry, there's kind of just it's just completely flat, and it just you don't think, oh man, I can't wait to come back and watch next week because I, I want to see these two get married or I want to see what happens. Like you just don't care, I don't think. And you know, these two just don't sell it for me, unfortunately. And and this is the moment I really realise that that's where my problem is. So. Um, I might just let you talk about that before we go to the, the very final scene of this this episode. I don't really have anything to say. I mean, I agree with you. Will was cute as buttons every time you see him. And again, kind of, we talked about that when we first saw him way back in what, like season two, that they actually keep this actor throughout the whole run, which I think is a nice little touch. Um, but yeah, I just, ugh, you know, like this is maybe the downside of the episode too, because this is an episode that I'm generally enjoying. But then I've got to remember that, you know, these two are about to get married. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So it's just, yep, just, and it's just sometimes just the the body language between them. It just, for whatever reason, it's just these things kind of get to me and stop me from really investing. Is, is that kind of stuff here? But uh, yeah, then we get this final kind of scene where basically Sean's watching uh, this video that we've seen before, which is you know him and, and Christian and Julia's there as well. Um, you know, kind of getting high when they were um, in medical school and having a good time. And you now he's obviously really cut up about it. You know, again the facial acting. I think is is really quite amazing we get teddy kind of walks and um you know and you know kind of just really reinforces that sean's really dealing with something difficult here and um i I just i really love that i think it's really good um because it just it really reminds you that hey this is this is not just about christian and it's definitely not just about liz you know that that sean's going to really be impacted by by what we expect is going to happen here and uh yeah it just it's it's tough to watch, really, and I think full credit to Dylan Walsh. I think he's once again just the, the star, really, in terms of selling the emotion to me. So it's a good way to end the episode. You know, if, we, if we'd ended with the, um, the the Christian Liz stuff, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But I think this is a, a nice way to end the episode. And I really like the fact that 
they've gone back and used this footage that it's yes. it's not something that um they've just gone and redone because uh, I, I believe this was season one wasn't it when we first saw it you know back when julia was you know thinking about like with school and you, your beloved jude was i think watching this with her or saw it or something like that but um you know th- this is one thing that i think we've mentioned from the very beginning and something that maybe we don't give it as much credit as we should is the continuity is fairly well maintained throughout all six seasons of this show fairly well like it's not perfect we've discovered a few little things here and there but you know like this i think is this is just a small example of it that they can kind of bring this out of the bag still from five seasons ago and as you often say like reward the long-term viewers of this show so yeah i think it's a nice little touch and it's kind of like they don't shove it down your throat how much sean's going to miss christian but it's done in a nice subtle way that you're kind of thinking like yeah okay maybe this is real because i don't know about you and you know we'll obviously get to this next week but when you're watching this show and you realize that christian's you know supposedly going to die you're always thinking like oh this isn't something's wrong here like no way they're not going to kill christian off you know you just you just never feel like it's going to happen and maybe you know we'll talk more about that next week when we get to the you know the season twist cliffhanger so yeah it's um it's still beautifully done by Dylan Walsh and uh yeah he's not in this episode a whole lot but when he is he he def- definitely steals the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know as I say I think it's a nice way to end this episode. So we kind of go into to next week um with a lot of things to to kind of maybe not resolve but a lot of things to kind of pick up on and 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 see where we go next. But I think we've probably talked through this episode enough and so what we left to do is is kind of um rate and rank the show as to where we are. So I'm going to turn over to you first. I think this might be a bit of an interesting conversation to have actually, but um in terms of the the buy it rental bin it, where where are you sitting with, with with this one um i'm actually gonna buy it nicholas um i i think there's just more good and bad and i think that again it's a few shining little lights here and there and it's you know the memorable factor is the fact that you you sort of remember the episode where a guy fucks a couch you know <laughs> so like it's i think there's that enough and you know we've talked about that in the past when it comes to moments and that that you you know you always remember the paper bag episode you know you always remember you know things like that so i think this one's memorable enough and that and you know i enjoyed 92 percent of this episode so i i think that it's um you know, it's it's worth enough there for it. So yeah, surprising myself that two of the last three weeks I've bought episodes. Well, and you know, like if we talk about the second half of the season as being, you know, the, the shit half, and um, you've actually bought three out of out of seven so far, which is really interesting. If you if you were to buy next week, you will have bought half of the sea this half ha- half of this Hang half. On, set, season, settle down, pussycat. I've only bought two. Things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I thought you bought the first one. No, not, no, 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 I rented it. Oh, that was me. That okay, was you. Yeah, but, um, Come on. Yeah, oh, well, we'll, um, we'll reverse that trend this week then because I'm going to rent this one. Um, I think it's, uh, I agree with what you're saying. I think it is a good episode and there's lots of good stuff in it. Um, you know, I, I think the, the, um, the stuff with the doctor is, is funny, but that's not kind of the, the reason that I like it. I, I do like the stuff mostly around the kind of, um, the titular character. I think that stuff's really good. I think we kind of get the stuff with, with Sean and, and how he's dealing with Christian, but my problem with it is that I just feel like a whole lot of the stuff is rushed that we've got this kind of eight episode arc really which is about christian and you know and potentially that you know that he's going to die because he's got cancer and and it just feels like we we just kind of drop the ball a whole lot so this episode and the next one are kind of left with this task of rushing through a lot of these things that 
take some emotion to deal with, I think. And, you know, like, I, I don't like that we're you know, an episode away from finishing this season and we're only just starting to touch the, the base in terms of how Sean's feeling with the stuff. And that just really upsets me. I think that should have been a much, much bigger part of the story. So I also don't like the stuff with Liz and her mum. And Liz and anything really in this episode is just not fun for me. So while I definitely recognise there's some good stuff and I do enjoy that stuff, there's not enough to, to put into the buy category for me. So, you know, if I'm, I'm not ranking these episodes, but if I was, it would probably be a reasonably high rent, but um, it's definitely not going to get into the buy category for me. Well, on that, I've got this right now as the lowest buy. So this is right now <laughs> yeah. 46 out of 80 episodes, um, which is interesting. I actually found the IMDb ranking thing hadn't been working properly for a while, but now it's apparently working um, and just looking at the IMDb numbers here out of 100 episodes in total of Nip Tuck, this comes in at 82nd, apparently, according to the users of Nip Tuck. Um, so that's, that's quite interesting to see that, but, uh, also seeing that, uh, Sal Perry is somewhere above this episode, if I'm looking here. That for some reason is not in the bottom 18 episodes. Where the <laughs> hell have people ranked that? God, it's going into the top 50 here. This isn't good. Um, so, yes. Um, that's 25th! Oh my god! Yeah, no, we're not taking anything on IMDb uh, for the ratings as gospel. Uh, also, incidentally, TV.com do a rating system as well. And they don't have the numbers quite next to them, but this got an 8.8 on, uh, on TV.com, whereas on, uh, IMDb it only gets a 7.6. So that's interesting. Yeah, I think the TV.com ones seem to be, um, pretty lenient, I would say. I think that, uh, there tends to be, uh, I, I think the IMDb ones tend to be a bit closer to, to what I think they are. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that you and I are not, not poles apart really in terms of where we're ranking this one. But, um, I, you know, it's just, just how we're categorizing it really. But, uh, yeah, we're about to move into the final episode of the season, believe it or not. Giselle Blakecock and Legend Chandler, the longest title name ever, I think. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's, um, um, some interesting stuff there, as I kind of alluded to, I think it takes us a very long time to get to the actual wedding. That seems to be quite actually a much smaller part of the episode than I kind of expected it to be. Um, but what I will kind of say is that I think the stuff before that is is definitely interesting. We get this whole thing about Christian. It feels like he almost just suddenly realizes that, yes, you are actually going to die. And, you know, we get into this whole thing about um, him being cryogenically frozen and things like that. And, yeah, I think that it, it, it's kind of this whole thing about we really realize that that Christian hasn't accepted what is about to happen to him and, and that's tough um, we also get some interesting stuff around Teddy which um, I'm really interested to get your take on that um, so yeah it, it is quite often is the case in this even if we're not maybe not going to love the episode I still think there's lots to talk about and uh, maybe we will love the episode we'll, we'll just have to talk about it when we get there I there's a couple of things in the episode that I really really like um, but it it's the it's the worst uh, cliffhanger in Nip Tuck out of all the finales. Um, and I'll say it now. It's probably the worst finale out of all the Nip Tuck finale, uh, like, you know, end of season finales. And even if we're considering the mid season finale from this season. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's kind of similar to what I said in the mid season finale. The fact that it doesn't feel like a finale. And I think kind of some of this, it just doesn't feel like it when it should. Um, so yeah. I, I definitely feel as though, 
Um, there's some bad stuff in this episode, but there's a couple of glimmers in this one too. So, uh, I'm kind of on the fence with my rating right now about it. It's not going to be a buy, but whether or not it's a yellow or a red, uh, we'll find out at the end of next week. Yeah, well, I think I'm in a similar situation, so it'll be interesting to kind of maybe it'll be a therapeutic discussion between the two of us as we talk that through. But uh, until we get there, um, you know, we're always keen to hear from you, so uh, make sure that you're following us on all the usual social media platforms, be that Facebook or Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, you know, give us a rating on iTunes is always helpful. Um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to uh, closing the book on this one next week. Um, it's been an interesting old season, so um, make sure you're, you're back here for that finale so you can hear our thoughts on that they sound like they're pretty up in the air at the moment so <laughs> we've got a little bit of a cliffhanger ourselves but until we get there uh my name's nick and uh i've never stuck my dick in a tailpipe and my name is ben and don't bang the receptionist desk on the way out thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oz network.net